Hello, and welcome to the Story Wagon Podcast, where we talk about life, story, and spiritual health. I am your host, Chaplain Jose Martinez, and you can learn more about this podcast at our website, storywagon.org. You can also show us your support on our Patreon page so that we can continue to host this podcast and create resources that help our communities develop good spiritual health. Welcome. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another podcast of Story Wagon. This episode, we are going to have a different type of format, and we're going to be focusing more of the storytelling aspects of Story Wagon. And the stories that we got were from a event that we did back in July with Scraps KC and the Kansas City Public Library with the Rose River Memorial Project. And basically, the Rose River Memorial Project is a nationwide uh, art installation that's being produced by people who have been affected by the pandemic in different ways and how COVID-19 has flipped their world upside down. You know, in today's news, we know that there's a lot more than what's going on than just the pandemic. We have political unrest and refugees uh, fleeing for their lives and looking for safe havens. We have people dying in massive earthquakes and hurricanes and all these other natural disasters and things just keep piling up uh, on a on a grander scale. And then, you know, this is not including your personal strife that you're dealing with personally. So we kind of want to bring this out and just want to give some space to hear some stories to help us know that we are not alone in, in this world and that many people are suffering and many people are going through grief and many people are going through moral injury and things of that nature. And so with this first story, I interviewed uh, a young lady by the name of Patience. She is in high school and she had a lot of interesting things to say uh, about grief and about how she's processing through things. And so throughout the interview, I'll I'll come in because I basically what we did was uh, we set up a mic and we just had them say, hey, you know, tell your story. What's going on? <laughs> How are you? You know, sort of thing. And I think that's a good practice for all of us to do is just to sit down with one another and just, hey, how are you doing? And just allow people just to speak. So with that, we'll just listen to Patience's story. I feel like. Like, on the one hand, I do recognize that, like, in my whole experience with the pandemic, I've been really lucky. Um, Like, I haven't lost any relatives or close friends, like, to the virus um, itself. I haven't had people close to me pass away, and I know so many people have. Um, And so I know, like, there's a lot of pain that comes with that, and I've been very lucky that I haven't had to experience that pain um but at the same time like I think losing experiences having relationships in a way like like I I just started high school this year um like it was you know it seems like a sort of trivial thing at first but like you know an experience that I've like been thinking about been looking forward to um for a very long time having that be you know I did basically the entire year online not actually 
seeing teachers, seeing friends. I've had friends, like, you know, thinking about maybe if we'd been in person, then, like, those friendships could have, like, held on, I guess. But because, like, because of being virtual and, like, not really seeing people in any... There, there are people I haven't seen face-to-face since March of 2019. Um, and so, like, I have lost friendships that way. Um, to where, like, maybe if we had been in person, you know, those... I, I could have stayed in touch with those people. I could have, like, maintained those relationships with those people. But because of, like, the gravity of what everyone was going through, I think... Um, there are like certain people that like I wasn't able to hold on to Um, and so I feel like it was it's a a sort of weird it was a sort of weird thing to process um, because you know like I said I have been incredibly lucky like I can't I can't imagine the pain of of losing a loved one to um, the coronavirus, and I'm very lucky that, like, I don't have to imagine that. Um, But at the same time, I feel like, like, at the end of the day, loss is loss, and so, like, even, you know, I can, I can honor and respect the, like, immense loss that some other people have gone through, but, like, that doesn't mean, even if it's in quiet ways like I can still grieve my own losses even if like they might seem trivial compared to other loss um you know loss is loss and loss can be grieved and can be felt and respected in its in in its own way what I want to point out here what patient said was that loss is loss and that you know sometimes my in your loss, some people might diminish on what you're feeling. And, you know, we've talked about this before, calling it disenfranchised grief. And so I just wanted to just take a moment there and just recognize that. Whatever your loss that you're feeling, um, even if people have tried to shame you in that, you know, I know some people are going through some disenfranchised grief because they lost a loved one who may have not have been vaccinated and that sort of thing. And there's this whole sort of, I don't know what to call it, just just shaming and ostracizing and alienation going on uh, for people who have decided the path that they wanted to take on their own health. And, and that's not cool. That's not right. I mean, when people are experiencing that loss, they have lost a loved one. And we need to be there to support them uh, through that loss. And so... Um, just to kind of point on on that, this disenfranchised grief. And so what I later asked patients was, how was she helping herself process through all that? Like losing a friends and things of that nature. What was helping her to move on or to move through, uh, through that pain? And this is what she had to say. I think... Definitely, I don't want to just 
like force myself to bounce back and move on and just like like drop that relationship and that person and those memories completely um so it definitely like that process for me does involve like giving myself time to be sad (laughs) and like let myself sit in that for a bit and like usually there's like reminiscing thinking about like the conversations I've had the experiences I've had with those people um and like just like letting myself honor the fact that like I have lost something because I have and if I try to ignore that if I if I don't do that justice then it's you know there's there's no good that's going to come of that but at the same time I don't want to just like sit in that forever and like hold on to that forever um and so it was just a process of like giving myself time to like grieve and to remember um and then like really intentionally it's I'm not quite sure how to phrase it because you know at the same like at the same time you know like I said I have I have no way of knowing like I can't I could reconnect with that person I haven't you know the way the way it feels right now is not necessarily an indication of how it will how it will be forever what the circumstances will be forever and so like there's a for me there's like a release of the past um because like the past and my present are no longer the same and so like releasing the past to an extent where like I can look back on those times fondly but I'm not like like I don't have such a tight hold on them that I'm going to try to like force that to become my reality again when maybe it's not and maybe that person has like moved away because um you know that that might happen and then also being open-handed with it we're like you know that doesn't necessarily mean I'm just done with this person like if if we are meant to like you know if our paths are meant to like converge again then that's wonderful um but like just being open-handed like with what the future could bring like knowing that that is a possibility but not getting too too latched onto it um to where like I can I can be okay with the fact that like maybe 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 that convergence reconvergence won't happen maybe it will maybe it won't um and so there's like a release of the past like and then letting myself like move back into the present and a lot of the time that would mean like you know if I'm just like sitting and like taking a stroll down memory lane and just like being in my head for a minute then like a lot of the time it would involve like very intentionally taking myself out of my own mind like doing something to like physically ground myself in like what my actual present reality is um and like doing something to just you know get myself back into real time lift my spirits a bit um focus on like um 
focus on like a you know I've I've been dwelling on loss so focusing on a gift that I've been given um because you know the pandemic came with a lot of loss but for me it also like it did provide some like unique opportunities um and some unique gifts like I got to learn it gave me time to like really learn and develop a lot of new skills a lot of new practices I like I am someone who really enjoys music and so like I have really gotten to develop musical talents um and so a lot of the time and like that's something that brings me a lot of happiness and so a lot of the time you know it was going and like just messing around on an instrument for a bit like that's something I can do with my hands that's something that's like giving me a chance to come back to where I am now um and so that was like a practical part of the process you know because I don't it's very easy for me to just like live in my head and like you know have everything in here um and I don't I want to like balance out that process a bit you know but so that was a part of the process too and then in terms of the future like just being open-minded to it and knowing like whatever happens will happen um like you know if I'm believing that you know as a religious person God has a plan for me God has a plan for other people um and I'm going to let that happen the way it will happen because he'll make it happen the way it'll happen you know um and so thinking about it in terms of like past present future that was sort of my process with it yeah so she's quite insightful for being so young and one of the things that I want to point out is that you know we live in a culture and society that um, wants us to progress and move fast and move forward and when it comes to resiliency and, and resilience it's okay to feel your pain it's okay to feel your sadness and you don't have to move on from there quickly um, take your time you know and within patience storytelling and her story that she is saying that she is moving on and or moving through that sadness and pain and and moving to uh, a, a different future a hopeful future she sees sort of hopeful hopefulness and, and light and possibility and that she's not getting mired down in the past and being stuck in the past now we 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 have a saying in in the spiritual health domain where this is a good practice of reflection <laughs> you know uh, she's able to process the past integrate it with their present and that creates a new future so we're sort of like uh, processing through this whole time frame you know so and I hope that you can hear that for yourself as you are moving along in, in your situations. Um, being uh, appreciative of what was going on in your past. Grieve what it needs to be grieved in your past. Grieve what needs to be grieved in your present. And um, be appreciative and, and grateful for the things that you have in the present. 
which allows for a better um, hopeful future. Um, so the other key thing that I was asking her is like, well, if somebody was listening to her, listening to her story, like what is what are some of the things that she would want to impart on someone uh, through this time that they're dealing with their pain and suffering? And this is what she said. I would say that I've said it a couple of other times during this conversation, like loss is loss. You can't, you can't run from that. You can't hide from that. You can't like, you can't turn it into something. It's not, you can't convince yourself it's not there. Like it's, it's going to be there. It will happen. It will happen in different ways for every person. And so I think it is like so important to make sure you are honoring that loss. It's, and it's going to be a unique loss always it's going to be unique to you and it's going to be unique to the thing you've lost and so like really do not be afraid to give yourself time to reckon with that um like it's it's a very scary thing but giving yourself the chance to acknowledge it and process it in a way that honors you and the thing you've lost and then finding a way to you know it's so easy to like to tell yourself that you've had enough time that you need to move on especially with like losses that aren't so easy to quantify like with me you know I I didn't like have any any loved ones pass away to COVID I lost like sort of more abstract things um it can be very easy to tell yourself that like your time for grieving is over um and that like the the loss you had doesn't justify the grief you feel um but that like that that's a very easy reaction to have and I've had to really like coach myself out of giving into that reaction every time because so often it's like a premature reaction where like actually I'm not done (laughs) um and so there there's like a balance to it where I think giving yourself time to grieve um and like really listening to This sort of sounds like a weird thing to say, but, like, listening to your grief and, like, just really honoring the loss you feel, I think that's very important. And then, on the other hand, like, finding ways to, like, sort of ground yourself in what your present is now. Because, you know with loss usually like your your past is now like significantly different from your present and you know that like you 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 want to obviously grieve in the right way but if you sit in that for too long like it is you know you could very well drown in it um 
And so that, that can mean different things for different people, for different experiences with loss. Um, and I also, like, there are certain kinds of losses I can't speak to. I've never lost a family member. Um, I've never had, like, a close friend or family member pass away, and I know that's, like, a world-shaking experience for a lot of people, and so I can't really speak to that. Um, and so I want to, like, be careful with that. Um, but, like, how do I want to say this? Even when you have something taken away from you, when you have something that might be really precious taken away from you, like, the world ha still has gifts to give you. And if, if you're not ready to receive those gifts, if, if you're still living in what has been taken from you, if you're still, like, you know, desperately, like, clinging on to that past that you've lost, then you're, you're going to miss everything that your present and your future has to give you. Because there is more. Um, so that's what I'd say. There's a balance to it. Wow. I want to thank Patience for sharing her story and sharing her little w nuggets of wisdom. You know, uh, she is so, so young, but she has a very good, um, a good pulse on herself <laughs> to say that she understands what she is needing to do to kind of help her through this process you know she was talking as we said before with reflection but she was also mentioning about grounding and um, even there you know she was talking a little bit about companioning uh, and developing different types of practices and you know spiritual practices is not like just praying or meditating or things of that nature but it's also playing instruments it's also going for walks it's also going playing sports and things of that nature and i've discussed on what spiritual is in our in our construct you know things outside yourself and so making connections in that way is a spiritual act in itself and with that i want to invite you to the rose river memorial art installation that's going to be happening at down at crown center at september 9th just a few days before september 11th and it's going to happen at four o'clock in the afternoon come to crown center there's going to be different people there different organizations and entities and you can not only make a make a rose but story wagon we, we will be there we will be ready to to record your story and also offer any kind of information about grief and moral injury and resilience and spiritual health and i want to thank you the listener uh, for supporting us because without you we would not be able to do this podcast um, if you want to get in contact with us please email us at storywagon at gmail.com or visit us on our website storywagon.org you can also visit us on our Instagram page or uh, Facebook page or even Twitter at Storywagon. And so, 
with that, this is Chaplain Jose Martinez wishing you good spiritual health.